When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, we're talking about my favorite part of being an online business owner. It's also being a video creator, specifically a YouTube video creator. So if you're looking to start a YouTube channel in the upcoming year, you'll definitely want to stay tuned. I'm sharing all of my secrets and walking you through exactly what I would do if I were starting over today. First thing you got to do if you want to start a YouTube channel is decide on the look and feel. And this is kind of the thing that hangs a lot of people up, in my opinion. A lot of people get really focused on equipment and how they want their videos to look and sound and the style. This stuff is important. You do want to sort of create a brand for yourself, create something that's recognizable, and that's, of course, aesthetically pleasing for people to watch. But I actually think the second point that we're gonna talk about is far more important. So my advice on this is don't spend too much time thinking about the nitty gritty of the look and feel. You can always upgrade things, you can always change things. Honestly, all you need is a phone and a tripod to get started. What I always tell people is people will forgive mediocre quality video, but they won't forgive bad quality sound. So invest in a microphone, a tripod, and you should be good to go. If you plan to do like podcasts or more sit down videos down the road and you want to invest in a high quality mic, if you want to get something like this, there's actually a cord that can connect my, this is a Shure MV7 that connects it to my iPhone via lightning cable. So I'm going to link all that stuff for you in the show notes. I also have a course called the Video Lab that goes in detail about all my different setups. One of my favorite things that I did in that course is I shared three different setups using like my highest quality equipment and my lowest quality equipment. And honestly, I'll share a little screenshot here over top. You can see that. I don't know. I don't think the quality is all that much different. A couple of other things that are going to impact the look and feel of your videos. Music. Music is huge. You definitely want to use this to help with storytelling and just to kind of fill in some of those empty or awkward places in your videos. So I have a couple of recommendations. The first is YouTube audio library. That is totally free to use. And then the second is Epidemic Sound. So this one is a subscription. It does cost a little bit of money per month, but if you're really serious about YouTube and especially if you wanna do like vlogs or anything that's a little bit more artsy than maybe just screen shares and tutorials, I would recommend investing in something like this just because the quality of the music is so much better. A lot of the music just sounds like stuff I would listen to normally. So I really love that resource. And of course, I'll leave a link for you in the show notes. As far as editing and getting your videos to be arranged and to look the way that you want them to, I personally use a tool called Final Cut Pro, but I've recently discovered a new editor that I think is a really great place for people to start. And a lot of you who are already creating short form content may already be familiar with it. It's called CapCut. So CapCut is available for your phone, but it's also available as an app or a uh, software for your computer. And I've been playing around with it a little bit lately and it's pretty good. It's kind of like an advanced version of iMovie. So if you wanna get started with editing, I definitely recommend CapCut. Those are the things that you're gonna need to get started with look and feel type stuff. 
Again, don't spend too much time on this. Just kind of pick some things and move on to step number two. Really quick though, before we move on, if you're tuning in on release day, which is Black Friday, Yes, I do have some very exciting Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales. Be sure to check those out. I'll leave a link in the show notes, but the Video Lab is included in my content creation bundle, and there's a bunch of other really cool things. I'll tell you more at the end of this episode, but let's hop on to tip number two. Okay, so the next thing you wanna decide on is like, what the heck are you gonna talk about? So you wanna establish your niche. For me, now that I have one, I would say it's entrepreneurship, online business ownership. Choose like one word. And then from there, you'll want to determine your content pillars. They're gonna be the things that people know they can go to your channel for, that they can look out for, and they're not gonna be like surprised by random things. Of course, it's fine to do that every once in a while and just have fun with YouTube. But if you're doing this for business, you gotta get serious, you gotta niche down. you gotta stay true to the content pillars. So my niche is entrepreneurship. My content pillars are freelance success. This is mostly represented by the Freelance Friday podcast where I talk about freelancing tips, you know, how to get more clients, how to make your clients happy, how to communicate with your clients, how to market your freelance business, those types of things. The second pillar for me, I call social savvy. So this is mostly tutorials, you know, maybe I'll share how to schedule a post or how to create a report with a tool like Metricool or something like that. Also news, you know, things that are going on in the social media world. I just did that episode all about Twitter and what's going on with that. And then the third bucket or pillar is what I call behind the scenes or like real life. You know, those are my vlogs where I just kind of take you all along and share the real life of an entrepreneur and online business owner and just kind of like get a little more personal and real with you. Each of those pillars serves a purpose in that it either ties back to something that I offer as a paid resource, or it kind of helps to just like curate that life of an entrepreneur or demonstrate, I don't want to say curate, but demonstrate the life of an entrepreneur. Even though my vlogs get way lower views than most of my videos, especially the ones that are very searchable, they are still super valuable because they help build a relationship with my audience. You know, if I were just being basically like a search engine and just posting a ton of search friendly things, well, some people still might not want to work with me because they're like, well, who is this person? You know, is this person in it for the right reasons? Do I trust this person? So making sure to have that healthy balance of content that pleases both the algorithm and your audience is incredibly important. Create playlists for these content pillars. Playlists do factor into SEO. So if you call something freelancing tips or entrepreneurship mindset or whatever it is, those things are gonna factor into SEO and they're just gonna make the experience for your viewers a lot easier. Once you have those pillars and like those buckets, that niche, you know, you know what you wanna talk about, but how do you decide on like the more granular things, you know, the day-to-day? So to decide on those specific content ideas, there's a lot that you can do. I mean, if you have an existing audience anywhere, ask them for what they would like to see, you know, take a look at your existing website analytics, other social media analytics, and see what has been the highest performers. Of course, those are great things to do. But if you're starting from scratch or if you just want to get like an unbiased kind of opinion, I love the tool Answer the Public. So let's just like do one together really quick. Go ahead and enter in a topic. Let's just say entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Uh, Choose your country. Uh, United States is mine and the language. And then we'll go ahead and click on search. And it's going to give us this fun little report that shows a bunch of questions that are being asked on the internet about this term. 
often. It gives you a few different ways to look at it. So you can look at this like wheel. I think there's a, yeah, we click at, if we click on data, we can also see all these different questions. So are entrepreneurs born or made? Oh my gosh. I love that idea. Maybe I should make a video about that, right? Are entrepreneurs rich? Um, are entrepreneurs encouraged? Can entrepreneurship be learned? How entrepreneurship affects your life? How entrepreneurship contributes to the economy? You get the idea. Then I want you to cross check this with a tool called TubeBuddy. I love TubeBuddy. It really helps me optimize my titles and stuff for SEO. So let's let's start with, which one was it? Are entrepreneurs born or made? Pull up the TubeBuddy extension, make sure that that is turned on. And then we're gonna go to YouTube. We'll paste that in here. And it's gonna pull up this thing called the Search Explorer on the right-hand side. And it's gonna give us a rating. So it looks like this is only fair. You know, it's, it's maybe not the best topic to use on YouTube. The search volume is only okay. There's not a lot of searches per month and there's not a lot of competition either. So something you can do is you can like click on that search bar there and see any other things that might come up. So it looks like debate comes up. Let's see if that one is a better score. That one's very good actually. So if I had that video idea in mind and maybe I was originally just thinking I'm gonna do a face to camera video, maybe I'm gonna invite one of my entrepreneur friends onto the channel who believes that entrepreneurs are born and I'm gonna believe that they are made and we're gonna kind of hash it out on a Zoom call or in person or whatever. So that's a really quick version of how I come up with my content ideas. You just do that until the content calendar is filled up. And lastly, this is so important, so, so important. Make sure that you ask yourself after, you know, deciding on those content types, after filming your videos every single time, how is this helping someone? And I don't care if your niche is makeup or fashion or entrepreneurship or finance. There is a way that your video can help them do something that they want in their life, achieve something, feel something. There is something that people need from your content. And if there isn't, if it's just totally self-serving or just like kind of goofy, sure, there's a time and place for that. But like, if you're really looking to make this take off for your business, it's gotta, it's gotta be helpful to people. So I like to ask myself, does this, help people learn? Meaning is it educational? Does this help light somebody up? Is this motivational or inspiring in some way? Or does it help them laugh? Does it make them laugh? Is it entertaining? Is it funny? Is it going to, again, motivate them, give them a little bright spot in their day? So if it doesn't fall under one of those three things, you might want to go back to the drawing board on your content ideas. All right. So how often should you be posting? How much should you be building up that content calendar anyway? Well, my answer is honestly, I think on YouTube, you should be posting as frequently as you can while maintaining quality. So don't post every day if you really can't commit to that. If you are just going to be like pulling ideas out of the air, if you're just going to be not feeling prepared, not feeling confident on camera, don't do that. I would rather you put your time and energy into one video a week or one video a month, honestly, if that is genuinely what you need to create quality content. Unlike some of the other platforms like TikTok, like Instagram reels, and even like YouTube shorts, which, which we'll talk about. Those are from more off the cuff, like in the moment you can kind of get by with whatever. But if people are going to sit and watch you for 15, 20, 30 minutes or more, you need to be making sure that you're not like taking advantage of their time and you're giving them good stuff. So as often as you can while maintaining quality. I think one time a week, once a week is a good goal 
to start out with. Three times a week, of course, is better, but if the quality starts to slip, go back to once a week, go to twice a week, whatever you need to do. YouTube shorts. YouTube shorts are going to be big this year. We've all seen what's happened with the explosion of TikTok, of Instagram reels, and YouTube is ready to come for their necks, okay? And I am holding out hope that YouTube is gonna do it in the right way. I really hope so. But you should be posting shorts on your YouTube channel. And the good thing about this is I think you can kind of use YouTube shorts to supplement that you know, two or three times a week upload goal. That's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm not gonna overload you all with shorts. Don't worry, because I don't like seeing my favorite YouTubers like, you know, just post nothing but shorts. But I think I'm gonna do like one short a week and two long form videos a week. So that will help you just kind of signal to the YouTube algorithm. I'm here three times a week. I'm serious about this. And it's also going to help you capitalize on some of that, you know, virality and that extended reach that shorts allow you. I don't know what kind of magic that algorithm is, but it definitely gets your content in front of new eyes. So use that to your advantage. Something else that I think can really help with this is joining a co-working group to just help you stay consistent. That is one of the ways that I stay consistent. Actually, in the Freelance Friday Club, we're starting up our video editing co-working sessions. They're gonna be starting in December. So we'll be getting together every single week to edit videos together. I'm super excited about that. One of my friends and group members is going to be hosting it. I'm gonna be joining as well. So you can join the Freelance Friday Club at the link in the show notes if you're interested in starting YouTube and co-working with us. Co-working just really helps get you in the rhythm of posting a video every single week and also staying accountable and just sharing best practices with your peers and people like me who have been doing this for a long time, probably too long. Okay, I talked about the algorithm a little bit. Don't only rely on the algorithm. The algorithm, of course, can help you like reach new people. And, you know, you want to make sure that you are doing things that are of the moment, that you're doing best practices, trying new things, whatever. But at the end of the day, we don't own YouTube. I love YouTube so, so much, but I don't own it. So what I try to do is get my audience over to an email list because I, you know, I have better control over what I do with emails than what YouTube wants to do that day. Create a free lead magnet. Create something that is going to be aligned with your message. If you're a nutrition coach, do a little mini recipe book. If you are a life coach, do a little mini ebook or do a free video course or, you know, anything that you can think of that's just going to be easy for you to create that you can offer for free as a free gift. So every time you post a video, make sure that that link, hey, download my free ebook, take my free course is in your description box. Ideally, the first link in your description box. Yes, before your social links. That's what I recommend. And over time, you're going to be building up those emails from your YouTube videos. So for me, I have a social media management starter kit because a lot of my content is geared towards social media managers. I'm actually working on a new free course for you all, which hopefully will be out in very early beginning of the year. But the key here is don't just start selling immediately. It can be really tempting to be like, buy my thing, buy my this, but that takes trust. That takes time before you actually have an audience that is you know, built up, but then also warmed up to you. You know, people need to hear things. I think it's like seven times before they actually take action on it. So don't be discouraged if you have something of an audience and they just haven't taken that bite yet. You know, you want to make sure that you are building up that trust with them, building up your subject matter expertise, proving that you're somebody that they would want to learn from or hire or buy from or whatever before you go in with that. So giving a gift is a great way to like prove that expertise and just show up as a, you know, nice person who wants to help 
before going in for a sale. It's also about that interaction. It's about, you know, that, that back and forth communication. I didn't really think the community tab was doing anything, but I've been playing around with it a little bit more doing polls on there, just talking to you, sometimes sharing, you know, if a video maybe didn't perform as well, or if I'm really excited or proud of a video, I'll share it into the community tab. And it actually does really well. It drives a lot of traffic back to my videos and gets a lot of engagement. Same thing for YouTube stories. Again, we're always thinking like off the platform, you know, how can we get people to come to us from Instagram and from TikTok? But actually YouTube has a lot of tools within it that, you know, it's in YouTube's best interest to make our videos successful because when more people watch, they stay on the platform and all that stuff. So use those features to your advantage. With that said, going elsewhere, like TikTok, like reels can also be helpful to just build up that brand, build up that name and face recognition. So share clips of your favorite videos or, you know, just your best clips, your best moments of your YouTube videos onto short form platforms. That's been really helpful for me. And also comment on other people's videos and respond to your own comments, most importantly. But yeah, go to other people in your same niche and comment, you know, do this nicely, like, because sometimes people can be a little bit weird about competition on YouTube, going to competitors platforms. But maybe if, if let's say I'm a social media manager, maybe I'm going to go comment on graphic designers, you know, freelance graphic designer videos to kind of make friends with them because maybe they won't feel like I'm kind of intruding on their turf. We're making friends. We're in similar industries. We probably have a similar audience. So let's see how we can make friends. Speaking of make friends, I wanted to share just a couple of quick growth tips for YouTube in general. You know, it can be really hard to start from nothing, right? Like, I mean, obviously the algorithm and SEO only does so much for us. So something that can help you kind of skip that line is leveraging other people's audiences. So pitching yourself to collaborate with others in your industry. Again, you know, it's, it's all about being a little bit smooth, right? Obviously businesses like dating, so you don't want to go too heavy, too fast, you know, don't make people feel used by you. But if you have a friend, if you have somebody who's kind of in a similar space as in also being new or also having, you know, a similar amount of views or similar amount of subscribers, that can be a great way to kind of combine forces. Also pitching ourselves to bigger shows. Like if somebody has an established podcast or something that you have a subject matter expertise in, go for it. That can be really helpful. Another thing I'm going to recommend to you is to get right to the point. I think one thing that's different about starting a YouTube channel now from when I started is people's attention spans are like, you know, I mean, we've never had attention spans, let's be honest, but especially after the rise of TikTok and all that stuff, I think people like really just want people to get to the point. So don't go on with a drawn out intro in the beginning. As you can see from this episode, remember I mentioned to you, hey, I'm having a Black Friday sale. I'm talking about that at the end, but I don't wanna lose people in the very beginning by just rambling on, especially about something that's self-promotional. So just get right into the point, skip the long intros. You can do your announcements at the end or use the description box or shorts for announcements like that. When it comes to building any kind of brand, I always recommend the book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And there's this quote from that book. He says, when you confuse, you lose. And this could not be more true. This for anything, but specifically on YouTube, you don't want to be posting things that are all over the place. So people cannot really get a feel for what you're all about and what you do. You want it to be so clear. Oh, that person is an expert in life coaching or cooking or marketing or, you know, 
web design or whatever it is, make sure that you're being really consistent in the beginning. It can feel a little bit stifling. I understand that. You can expand over time. You know, as you start to develop an audience, you can branch out and do things that are maybe just things that you're more passionate about or more fun. But if you're doing this for business and you really want to be known for something, you have to hunker down and commit to it. Like I'm going to say, if you need a number, let's say three months, I want you to hammer home your content pillars that you've defined in step two for three months before you start trying to venture outside of that. Another tip is to encourage conversation. You know, it can be weird because we're just talking to this like metal thing on a stand. So I sometimes can forget that people are actually going to be watching this, but keep your audience top of mind and, you know, make sure that you are facilitating that conversation. So leave me an emoji if you're watching to this point. It's really helpful for growing the channel, but it can also really help develop that relationship between you and your audience by getting valuable feedback. Of course, an emoji is a really valuable feedback, but, you know, sometimes it can just be fun too. So seriously, leave an emoji in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, if you don't mind. And lastly, use your newsletter as distribution. This is something that I only started doing in the past two years and it's really been helpful. So again, that subscription box does what it wants to do. My videos don't always show up in the subscription box. Actually a better question. Let me know if my videos show up in your subscription box, if they show up on your homepage, if you watch from the newsletter, if you watch from Instagram, like, let me know how, you know, my new videos are up. I would be really, really curious to know, but newsletters do help because here's how the YouTube algorithm really works. It sends your video out to a small amount of people, depending on their reaction, if they're watching for a long period of time, if they're engaging with it, if it's basically performing well, well, that's how it says, okay, let's send this out to more people. So that initial kind of launch period, I, I wanna say it's 24 or 48 hours, is so key. So sending out a newsletter, as soon as your video drops and getting a lot of traffic to your video at the beginning, is only gonna help your videos grow more and more. So send out a weekly newsletter for your videos. Just believe me, it will help you so much. All right, so if you have any YouTube questions and you're watching on YouTube, feel free to use the comment section to ask any questions for me. I wanted to share my Black Friday Cyber Week sales with you as well. This has gotta be my best Cyber Week yet. I'm so excited to share these five bundles with you. I hope to see some of you in the courses. We've got a content creation bundle. We've got a social media management bundle. We've got an online business launch lab bundle, and we've got the vault. The vault gives you access to all of my evergreen courses that I've ever created, including the ones that I've retired, like my Facebook ads course and my influencer marketing course. You get lifetime instant access to all those evergreen courses if you buy the vaults. And I'm also opening up a new bundle, which I'm calling the All Access Pass. The All Access Pass saves you a seat in any of my upcoming cohorts for 2023. Yes, any. Right now I have plans to run my social media management accelerator course two times in 2023. This is my three times sold out intensive cohort or group coaching style course. So you will have a seat in that guaranteed. But I also am planning on running a couple of other workshops and other group coaching style experiences that haven't yet been announced and you'll have a seat in those as well. You'll also get access to a year in the Freelance Friday Club. This is my group coaching, group mentorship experience, and it is truly the best way to work directly with me. We do bi-weekly group masterminds, 
We do weekly co-working sessions. We have an open community forum that I respond to and check every single day. And I also open up my calendar for one-on-one -on -one sessions to freelance Friday club members only as select times throughout the year. The all access pass is limited to a select number of students only. So act fast if you don't wanna miss it. And I can't wait to work with some of you. Have a great rest of your holiday weekend. I hope you enjoy the bundles and I'll talk to you soon. So that's all I got for you. I hope y'all are having a great day, a great holiday if you're listening on release day, and I will talk to you in my next one. Bye.